Hey guys, guess what? It's a delicious Wednesday. <laughs> Looking up is about to start. Good afternoon, folk, and welcome to another edition of Looking Up here on this beautiful, sunny, blue sky filled Wednesday afternoon. Sharissa, welcome along. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's good to be back with our listeners. Praise the Lord. Well, I should say, I should introduce you as Sharissa and Co. Because now we <laughs> don't have just Sharissa, but we have. A little Sharissa or a We little, have a growing baby. Little Cheryl or a little <laughs> a Shane growing there. Not that I'm putting any names into your mind. No, no. How many weeks are we at now? 24. 24. Wow. Where does the time go? I don't know. It's going very quick. It is. And how are you feeling these days? I feel fine. 
Just finding it a little more challenging to put my shoes on. Oh, 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 oh. Well, my friend Shell, would you know what that feels like, Shell? Yeah, Yeah, she's nodding her head. She knows she's been there a little while ago. And now she's. It's been a while, so yeah, I don't remember it too great, but. Uh, So you're a happy grandmother now, aren't you? Yes, indeed. Is it once or twice over? Almost three times. Almost three times. Almost three times. What? She's too young to be a grandma. I know. She's. She's only got like two boys, but they're very productive at the early <laughs> stages of their journey, which is wonderful. It is. They followed their parents' example. Oh, so yes. you guys, you guys got into um, yeah, being fruitful and multiplying yes. early on. Yes, that's the only way to fly. The only way to fly. <laughs> Fantastic. That is so great. Well, anyway, Sharissa, we're glad that you're doing well, and Justin, I understand, is doing well as well. I'm he, sure our listeners doing will be keen. Well. Yeah, so for those who missed it, he, he was diagnosed with cancer earlier this year. Then the, then it's no longer showing in PET scans. He's had another PET scan this week, and we get the results tomorrow. Mm, okay. So by God's grace, it's still clear. Oh, praise the Lord. And he's uh, gaining his energy he bit is. by bit every day, more his, and more. His hair's growing, and his strength is returning like Samson's. Oh, <laughs> so your Samson is almost back <laughs> the way he was. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, Justin, if you're listening, if you happen to be listening, we wish you all the best and we're glad that it is going well. We praise the Lord for that. Well, Sharissa, today's a big day, uh, another Huge. big show. And, um, of course, this last week we have had the passing of our monarch, mm. you know, the Queen after 70 years, seven decades mm-hmm. of service. Um, and that's, I guess, been front and centre. It certainly has. Uh, in Australia and um around the world, I guess. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and um, I'm just going to share probably a statement from her which I think is very, very powerful concerning her her role and just how she saw her role. And we're going to be doing that after we come back from this music break. We're going to be talking about some current events as well that are making news headlines. And then we've got an incredible Bible study, Sharissa, that you're going to take us through. Can't wait. Yeah, don't go be, away. Yeah, don't go away. We're going to be taking a look at the Great Tribulation today. So... Um, Before we get to the tribulation, we're going to enjoy some uh, music from the Marksman Quartet, The Veil. Sit back and enjoy. A veil stood in the span between a holy God and man. Just one high priest, a mediator. Once a year on a special day. Blood for sin he had to pay Cause man wasn't getting any better But one day God looked down Just outside of town On Calvary's rugged hill His son was dying And as the earth began to quake Temple Mount began to shake. A priest ran from the temple and he was crying. The veil is gone. The veil is gone. Since he died and rose again. And he took away our sin. The veil is gone. The veil access to the throne the veil is gone 
we're down upon our knees, sending up our pleas. Jesus Christ is now our mediator, and we can come here every day, and all we have to do is pray. The priest that we have now is even greater. But one day not far away, we'll no longer have to pray. In heaven face to face, in all his splendor, we look upon the one who died, his hands, his feet, his riven side. And throughout the endless ages we'll remember that the veil is gone, the veil is gone, since he died and rose again, and he took away our sin, the veil is gone, the veil is gone. Access to the throne, the veil is gone. We have access to the throne, the veil is gone. What a beautiful song that was. We yeah. have access to the veil. Because to the, the throne. To the throne, sorry, because the veil is gone. Amen. <laughs> Let me get that <laughs> around the right way. And um you know, Charissa, that, that, that just so reminds me of the one who we serve, the one who we worship, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the ultimate monarch of the universe. And uh, we don't need to wait in line um, mm. to see him um, or to, you know. You will never have a funeral. Never have a funeral <laughs> because he is the everlasting yeah. king. And so we thank God that we have God the Father, whom we can address in person as our Heavenly Father, mm. you know, Abba Father, yes. as the Bible says. And so that's wonderful. So, folks, thank you for joining us today on this Looking Up show. We pray that you'll be blessed. So if you're a first-time listener, a big welcome to you, and hopefully you'll come and um, visit us again next week, every Wednesday afternoon, 3.30 to 5.30. We have the Looking Up show. In any case... You'd like to catch up with some of our looking up programs from the past couple of years since we started. I was just checking this out the other day, and um, we started like back in May 2020, Charissa, with Did Peter we? Watts, and um, and then you jumped on board when he when he uh, left when he absconded and <laughs> headed down south to Tasmania. Um, he's heading to Victoria, is he? Yeah, I That's hear. Exciting. I understand. Next year he's going back to Victoria to work. So, and um, yeah, so. What can I say? Um, if people want to, if they people should want to go connect, to the website, mm-hmm. faithfm.com.au. They can go there. They can look at our Looking Up program tab, and you can find all of the previous episodes that we've ever done, and Peter Watts has ever done with you. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all there on the podcast section for the Looking Up program. Absolutely. So everything that we've done, it's all there. Or you can get the app. The app's yes. another good idea. You can download the app, and on the app, you can listen to. The program anytime, anywhere, as long as you've got the internet. Yep. And you can, of course, you can catch up on previous programs through the the podcast section there that has the previous program stored. So, 
For folk who'd like to contact us, Sharissa, how can they call us? They need to take this number very seriously, 0488817624. If you write that down, you can text us. I don't know that you can call us. No, text us. <laughs> but uh, if you need a call, you can text us and ask for a phone call. <laughs> or uh, send in your prayer requests, questions, comments. We'd love to hear from you. So 0488817624. And we also have some giveaways again. We do. As always, yes. What's the giveaway for today? Today's a very extra special one. It's been donated to us Ooh. by uh, one of our Faith FM musical artists. Do you know her? I know her quite well. Okay, wow. <laughs> it's my sister. Oh, <laughs> Marlita Fong uh, has a music ministry and she's gifted us four CDs wow. of hers um, for us. So, yeah, for the first four people, I guess, who connect with us when we give away the code mm-hmm, word, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this musical gift will be coming to you. Yeah, so that's really exciting. So make sure you keep in tune with that code word when it'll be coming up during our Bible study. It's only a four-letter word. It's a shortened word of a of a longer word so we're just going to make it nice and easy because we like we want people to to be able to text us so they can win amen we're not trying to make life difficult are we no (laughs) we try and make life as simple as possible that's right all right well sharissa um as we shared before we went to that beautiful music this week of course making headlines is the passing of queen elizabeth the second and you know for either of us, including Shell, um, she is the only monarch that we have known, as far as it's from true. the from the you know the British royal family. It's true. Um, and I, I was until she passed that you kind of realise how it's been kind of special yeah. <laughs> having her there on you know on the television every year for the Christmas message mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. always on the back of our money and yeah. I mean yeah she's she's carried herself so well. For 70 years. Yeah, 70 years of 96 service. 96 years of life, 70 years of service. I know, that that's an incredible amount. And, you know, there's been all sorts of interesting goings and happenings in the in the royal family, as we they know. Uh, but she's been the one steady influence or, or the one steady sort of rock, if, yeah. if I could call it that, in the royal family, and really. she said some really wonderful things about God and faith. Did she did. Yeah. Yes, she did. Let me share with you something that, that, that she said that I came across. Um, just a, a really interesting statement here. I'll try and find it really, really quickly. I think this is it here. Um, here it is. This is what she said in one of her addresses. Um, not sure when, but she, she shared these words. She said, for me, the teachings of Christ and my own personal accountability before God Provide a framework in which I tried to live my life. Amen. I think that's very powerful. That it's one beautiful. sentence. I'll repeat that, Sharice. I think that's worth repeating. She writes, or she said um, in one of her addresses, uh, for me, the teachings of Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide a framework in which I tried to live my life. It's interesting. She mentions in this statement um, the teachings of Christ, um, and she also mentions her personal accountability before God. Mm. So she realizes there is some other authority above and beyond her own. That's right. You know, she can't, as far as from an earthly point of view, um, she's probably as high as you can get um, in the whole ladder. Mm. But when it comes to, when it comes to the reality of, of 
of the universe, she realizes there is a God in heaven. And this is really interesting because King Nebuchadnezzar, we have King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, the, uh, the most powerful man in the then known world during his reign some two and a half thousand years ago. You know, he was the king of Babylon, you know, uh, w- one of the greatest cities of antiquity, probably yep. considered to be superpower of the then, yeah, known, superpower world. Of the then known world. And in chapter 4, when he has his conversion experience in Daniel chapter 4, he he praises the God of heaven. Mm. It's no longer about, look at this Babylon that I have built by my mighty power, by my strength, by my, 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 my. Now his focus and attention is on the God of heaven. He recognized his mortality yeah. and God's immortality. And, and so did she. And she, so, so did she. So whether you're a, whether you're a royal fan or not, or whether you're somewhere in between, I believe we can all admire um, someone who shares statements like that, especially right. in this day and age, in this secular age. So, yeah. I mean, um, for, for, for me, I know that it was a very special moment for my grandparents mm. um, who celebrated their 70th wedding anniversary a number of years ago. They almost made it to 75. Wow. Years of marriage. They, my, my grandma died and then my grandfather died three weeks later, like within a few months of their 75th anniversary. Wow. Can you believe it? That's amazing. Can you believe it? Anyway, um, for their 70th um, anniversary, I, I wrote a letter to their local member of parliament and uh, the local em- member of parliament put, you know, put, put things into, into place and they received a letter from the local member mm-hmm. of parliament, as well as the Victorian Premier, as well as the Australian Prime Minister, as well as the Governor General of Australia, as well as from the Queen, mm. Queen Elizabeth wow. II. Wow, how special. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it was a really nice card. I'm sure it wasn't, like, specifically from the Queen. She probably hasn't got time. I know she's a really busy bee. Well, she was a really busy bee. She apparently only took two days off each year, wow. Christmas Day and Easter Sunday. Wow. Or, or Friday, uh, but a couple of days off all year. She did not have four four weeks annual leave, <laughs> like most people who work. And um, but anyway, back to my grandparents, and that was just so excited, and it was really really nice. Like I got a picture of her, a really nice message, like gold and other bits and pieces on these cards. Like it was like a three, you know, one of these cards that you open up three three kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it was quite amazing. So how special? Yeah, they put that in a frame, picture frame. They had it on their wall, and um, yeah, that, that was just like. Very excited. Very good. Yeah. Well, now that uh, she has passed on, mm. uh, we have a king. We do. And it's going to be very interesting to... The third. Yeah, King, king Charles, Charles the, the third. third. He's having a lot of pen troubles at the moment. <laughs> apparently, apparently. <laughs> but uh, we'll be very I hope interesting. that's not the beginning of his troubles. I know. <laughs> but yeah. Now, look, he's, he's a very interesting... And he's, he's been under a lot of stress. Obviously. He'd be yeah. very tired. Well, look, um, you know, at the end of the day, although he, he's, he's in the spotlight and so forth, um, but this is his mother who's passed away. Right. She's been around for, I don't know, 70 odd years of his life. I don't know how old he is, but he's 73. He's 73. Okay. We have a royal fan here, folks. <laughs> uh, uh, how old's William? I don't know. Okay. Oh, she's not a, she's not a true royal fan. We just, we just discovered that. I just, that's all I see on the news at the moment. 73. So anyway, um, so yeah, look, it's, um, it's, it's a big deal. You know, I've lost my mother and I know that it's tough, mm. you know, and I took my mother's funeral. Mm. Um, which was the toughest funeral that I've ever had to take. Wow. Um, and so, you know, he's kind of in the limelight there and, and it would be tough. He's trying to 
do the things that he needs to, the formalities that he needs to go through. At the same time, you know, he's mourning, he's grieving the loss of his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's not an easy situation to be in. I mean, you know, if you've ever been in a situation where you've had to grieve, you know, the loss of a family member. Um, and do so in public. And in to public do so years. in the public domain, it's not easy. So um, when yeah. the guy gets a little bit frustrated, hey, That's right. you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Um, but it's interesting how much time has changed. And by the way, we've got a public holiday because of, of the Queen's In passing. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. <laughs> so um, that's next Thursday. Yeah. Um, so make sure you don't go to work that day. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's interesting how much times have changed, you know, since 1952. Um, they yeah. were saying back back in the 1952 or so when, when Queen Elizabeth began her reign, uh, about 25% of women were full-time employed, mm-hmm. 25%. Somewhere there, now it's about 85%, 80 to 85%. Um, so it's interesting how much our society has changed in the space of those seven decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if you have anything else that you want to share. About King on, Charles? On, on that, yeah, feel free. Uh, just, just on the note of how things may look different under his reign. We don't know. I mean, time's going to tell. He's obviously had... Um, a lot of passion for the environment, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see how he, you, what he does in mm. that space now. He's been, he's been on the front lines. He's been one he's of the spokes been on the front lines. Persons. Yeah. I think he said he's going to try and be more. Well, I've read that he's going to try and be more moderate. But I think our own prime minister is saying no. He should continue to be a real advocate for climate mm. change and all of this. And on that note, just an article here. Uh, let me see. It's from the Guardian, September 10. The headline says, King Charles to be defender of the faith, but also a defender of faiths. Mm. And, uh, it's just interesting. You know, he said in an interview, uh, you know, earlier in 2015, he clarified his position and he said, it's always seemed to me that while at the same time being a defender of the faith, you can also be a protector of faiths. So that's not just, um, you know, the Anglican, Ang- faith. the Anglican Church of England. Mm. He's talking about all faiths. Mm. It's very interesting. It is. You know, there there is no way um, a monarch would have said that. You know, half a century ago or more, um, because yeah, the the king or the queen is the head of the church. Yes, um, that's just how it works um, in that system. Another very interesting thing. Obviously, not everyone is um, excited about you know King Charles the Third. And in the in the UK in particular, there have been um, some some peaceful protests, you know, with a hashtag "Not My King," um, "Not yeah. My King," you know, sort of trending. And individuals have been literally arrested um, for just simply having that sign, you know, up "Not My King." They've been arrested, and so uh, th- there's been discussions taking place on 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 the protesters' right to the freedom of speech. Yes. Okay, even though it's insensitive, and I agree it's absolutely insensitive at this point in time, you know, if you're going to do it, do it another time. But I guess these folk are thinking, you know, this is where I can get, um, you know, some coverage Mm -hmm. for my cause, and so they're taking advantage of the situation. But it's interesting that, um, you know, these freedoms that we have regarding, you know, to protest peacefully, there aren't limitations as far as when you can do that. You know, in our constitution, you can protest peacefully at any time. Yeah. However, we saw with the pandemic, and now we're seeing in the UK um, that you know these uh, these rights can be curtailed at the discretion of the authorities. So 
So regardless of what the constitution says. So it's interesting. So what they've done is some of them have been a little bit clever. They're, they're just holding up plain sheets of paper or plain banners. Nothing's written on them. And so <laughs> everybody knows what the message is. But you can't arrest them because there's nothing written on wow. that piece of paper or on that banner. Wow. But everyone knows what that represents. Yeah. So they're kind of going under the radar and um, I guess playing cat and mouse with, uh, with the authorities. So that was really, really interesting. But um, I guess we'll see where things go. It's interesting also when we talk about freedom of religion. Um, in Hungary, I saw this um, headline just from last month, will Sunday shop closures be reintroduced in Hungary? Now, a lot of Europe has Sunday closure laws, mm -hmm. um, but this one's in connection with the energy crisis facing Europe. And so that is really, really fascinating. But anyway, we've got a few more things to share after the news and after this song. Sit back and listen as we enjoy. Master, the tempest is raging, the billows are tossing high. The skies are shadowed with blackness, no shelter or help is nigh. Carest thou not that we perish, how can still lie asleep? When each moment so madly is threatening the grave in the angry deep, the winds and the waves shall obey thy will. Peace, be still, peace, be still, be still. Whether the wrath of the storm toss thee, or demons or men, or whatever it be, no waters can swallow the ship where lies the master of ocean and earth and skies. They all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace, be still. Peace be still, they all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace, peace be still. Master, with anguish of spirit, I bow in my grief today. The depths of my sad heart are troubled, awaken and save, I pray. Torrents of sin and of anguish sweep o'er my sinking soul. And I perish, I perish, dear Master, oh, wasted and take control. The winds and the waves shall obey thy will. Peace, be still, be still, be still. Whether the wrath of the storm toss thee, or demons, or men, or whatever it be, no waters can swallow the ship where lies the master of ocean and earth and skies. They all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace be still, peace be still. They all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace, peace be still. Master, the terror is over, the elements sweetly rest. Their sun in the calm lake is mirrored, and heaven's within my breast. Linger, O oh blessed Redeemer, leave me alone no more. And with joy I shall make the blessed harbor, and rest on the blissful shore. The winds and the waves shall obey thy will. Peace be still, peace be still. Peace be still. Whether the wrath of the storm toss thee, or demons or men, or whatever it be, no waters can swallow the ship where lies the master of ocean and earth and skies. They all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace be still, peace be still. They all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace, peace be still. The Breakfast Show. Bits worth repeating. They did a study in the University of Auckland. 
basically, they had 60 participants. Like, this is in its trial stages. 30 of those participants used the conventional methods of overcoming tinnitus, which is listening to white noise and that kind of thing. And the other 30 participants were engaged in this 12-week program where you rewire the brain to train out the sound of tinnitus, the ringing. The ringing. The results were drastic to life-changing. Wow. 30 of them. How do you actually rewire it? They train the brain in a way to de-emphasize the sound of tinnitus to a background noise that has no meaning or relevance to the listener. There are lots of noises that we hear 24-7. But we noises that we shut out. Whereas the problem with tinnitus is that it's noticeable, so then we focus on it. Kind of like a conscience. Yeah. The conscience should get louder while tinnitus should get get softer. That's right. What you persistently (laughs) ignore, you cease to hear. This was a segment from The Breakfast Show. Join in each weekday morning here on Faith FM. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hi all, I'm Bees the Chaplain. Join me for Blessings with Bees, where we make faith real. If you want to know more, visit me on my landing page at beesthechaplain.com. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you soon. Peace out and God bless. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Faith looks up, sorry looks back, worry looks around. And you are with the Looking Up Show on this glorious, sunny Wednesday afternoon. Sharissa, isn't it good to be back with our listeners after a week away? It's always good to be with our listeners and we always hope they're listening. Yes, um, <laughs> whether, they're, whether they're taking anything in or not is another question. No, we know <laughs> that they are because I actually had a request. Did you? Uh, this week through someone who knows me. Um, they requested their mother had been listening and they wanted some information on something we had shared. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what was it? Um, something. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, could you find out a little bit more specifically? Well, that's very exciting. So, yeah. So, um, we, good to know. we are very, very glad when, when people tune in and they are responding. They're, you know, the cogs are turning and they're Amen. interacting. So, if people do want to interact with us, they want to ask us a question or a comment. Yeah, they they can do so on our studio number here, zero four triple eight seventeen sixty two four. But also we've got a special giveaway today. Mm. It's still coming up. We'll give away the code word a little bit later on. Um but we have four CDs, musical CDs by Marlita Fong and she it's I'm a bit biased. But I think they're beautiful. Music that will encourage you and oh. lift you heavenward. And yeah, you'll be blessed. So first four people who connect with us with the code word receive a CD today. Mm-hmm. From Sharissa's very own sister. Malita Fong. It doesn't get any better <laughs> than that. Malita yes. Fong. I wonder yeah. what her surname will sound like one day. If it's different. <laughs> we'll wait and see. We'll wait oh. and see. But we'll keep our audience. We'll keep our audience in the loop, won't we? We, we will. We we'll, always do. We always do. Everything Even that... if we don't plan on it, <laughs> somehow. Somehow the word will get out. Somehow the word will get out. Okay. All right, sure. So we have been looking at <coughs> a number of things, taking making news headlines, and we've obviously talked about uh, the Queen's passing and what that means 
yeah. uh, to people and so on and so forth. But did yeah, you so, have something else well, or just something? Just one last thing, one last thing, thing I have on that here, thought? and that is the stock market. You may have seen in the news that the Australian share market shed nearly $70 billion wow. today in the first hour of trade on Wednesday morning after huge losses in Wall Street overnight. Uh, the U.S. stocks plummeted on their worst day, June 11. Uh, since June 11, 2020. Mm. So, yeah, it's um, it's unstable and uncertain times for investors and in the finance world. And the irony of it all is that at the same time as this is happening, you've also got the president apparently tweeting. He said, exactly four weeks ago, I signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law, so today we're celebrating. And he hosted a party. I think at the White House on the lawn there, and uh, yeah, while, while so everything's while the stock, falling apart, while the stock market so. is crashing, the president and his friends are having a party. Yeah, there you go. But that that kind of reminds me, Sharissa, of what happened two and a half thousand years ago, when Babylon was surrounded by the Medo Persians by Cyrus and the Medo Persian army. Um, there was a party going on. It's true. King Belshazzar with a thousand of his lords. Yeah. Was was drinking and there was writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. You got to wonder whether whether these two events, the the stock market tanking on the same day that the president of the United States has called for a party um, in celebration of a, a law that he passed concerning the the inflation mm-hmm. um, reduction reduction act. act. <laughs> that these two coinciding is not necess- is is not a modern day writing on the wall. True. Um, well, it certainly adds for new the meaning States. to mm. the words of Jesus. It he does. Said, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Mm. Where stock markets do not crumble and where thieves mm. do not break in and steal because that's the only place where investments are made that are eternal. Mm. And the only way we can invest in heaven is by putting our faith in Christ and helping others to put their faith in him because then they're safe and secure. Laboring for the enlargement of Christ's kingdom. That's right. And there's a party going on in heaven. There the Bible be. says there is joy, there is rejoicing when one lost person comes. Amen. So, so in heaven there's a party going on mm-hmm. because lost people are being one because we are seeking first the kingdom of God because we are storing treasure in heaven. Whilst there's a party going on here on earth as the treasure is sinking. Amen. So there's a big contrast there. Now, folks, a bit of a heads up. Parents, um, you may be... Um, traveling with children in the car at this time. It is after school as we speak, after school time, I should say. And, but I do want to alert our listeners to, yeah, some more, some more news that we have talked about, but these are, these are probably the clearest signs, Sharissa, that, that things are wrapping up. Um, that, you know, we can look up because our redemption is drawing near. There are signs, you know, in the stock market world. There are signs in the political world, wars and rumors of wars. There are, you know, signs in the world of nature with floods and fires and earthquakes and tsunamis and hurricanes and storms and you name it, tornadoes, and we can go down the list, mm-hmm. droughts. But the greatest sign, Sharissa, is what's happening in, in the world of society, in the social world. And um, we are seeing we are seeing changes taking place, we are seeing uh, things happening that we could not have even dreamed of, you know, like 10, 20 years ago, uh, but now they're taking place today. Um, I know an individual, I I obviously cannot share who this individual is, but this individual shared with me um, asking and praying for prayer because because this person's teenage daughter 
is is having um, uh, gender dysphoria. Um, mm. Not sure, you know, whether she really is a, a, a female or whether she is a male, you know. Um, and so uh, this, yeah, this individual's looking to transition. Teenager, um, living at home, and, uh, you know, the mother was sharing with me that it took them three months just to get their head around it. So it's it's a real challenge. It's These are real things. Yeah. These are not just things out there. These are real things. There are some interesting, um, I came across, this is incredible. And um, I I really wish this was like fake news. I really, really wish this was fake news, but it's not. Uh, This was the headline. This is from California. And then I'm going to look at one closer to home. This is from California. And the headline was California legislation lets courts take custody from parents of minors who seek transgender treatments. Now, that's a bit of a mouthful. What does it all mean? Let, let me share with you a little bit. It says here, the California legislature passed Senate Bill 107 allowing courts to take away parents' rights if their child comes to the state for what is dishonestly called gender-affirming health care. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is really interesting. This law, um, I won't go through and, and read it, but anyway, I'll just share this from... Um, Greg Burt, who's the Director of Capital Engagement with the California Family Council, and this is what he this was his comment regarding this legislation that he believes assaults both children and parental rights. This is what he had to say. SB 107, this particular law that was passed, all it needs is to be signed by the governor uh, to be put into, into law. SB 107 declares war on parents throughout the country who don't want their children disfigured and sterilized. Studies show that more than 80% of gender dysphoria cases resolve themselves after a child reaches adulthood. He said, um, and this was another another statement, um, it says here, this bill provides uh, that the presence of a child in this state for the purpose of obtaining gender-affirming health care or gender-affirming mental health care is sufficient to grant a court in this state the jurisdiction to make an initial child custody determination for the child. So let me just give you an example. For example, there was a child outside of California, okay? So children outside of California, the state does not allow this, you know, uh, this kind of treatment. There are states, you know, there are red states and blue states in the United States. And if a child um, shares with their auntie or uncle that mum and dad don't want to allow me to have this treatment because in some states you need parental permission, that child can go with their auntie or their uncle or some other adult, not their parent, without their parents' knowledge, to California and they can get the necessary treatment that they want without the parents of that child being informed wow. or consented or without them giving their consent, that child can go ahead and, um, and have these uh, various treatments done. So not allowing parents to be parents. No. So, so parents cannot be parents. Mm-hmm. And it's just incredible. And um, so th- this is interesting. Th- this was uh, another statement that was made um, Forbidding parents to have access to their child's medical information violates their fundamental right as parents, and it undermines laws written in states across the country that ensure that parents can care for their children with access to their child's medical records. So, you know, they're saying that this is just off the charts. Um, Children 
um, can do as they please, um, even without their parents' permission or knowledge. And this can be allowed in California. Wow. Like it's just incredible. So, you know, these things are taking place. Yeah, I don't know it, if you've got anything you want to say on that. Just wow. And you can see how this is all creeping in. It's been creeping in to society been. and, our, and our culture very subtly. I mean, again, I got this um, just, I think it was today, I took screenshots. I got an ad pop up on a YouTube news video that I was going to watch. And it, it, you know, was saying that in New South Wales, you know, this, it's basically encouraging people to sign the suppression. Act or mm-hmm. yeah. is that how you call it? It's called the it's the called the Change of Suppression Conversion Practices yeah. Prohibition Act 2021. So it, it was an ad on YouTube right that's, before the video saying that, that's that, the Victorian one. Yeah, yeah, like you know, right now it's okay to pray for people, but we need to ban this, just like Victoria has and, and the so, ACT and the ACT. Yeah, wow. So it, you know, it's creeping in, and it's yeah. This is really interesting. This came through from um, a, a, a body called Decision, the Evangelical Voice for Today. And the headline was, uh, this is from August 16, 2022, Australian parents fearful of prosecution under Victoria's new transgender law. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me just read to you a little bit here. It says, a new law in Victoria um, has parents fearful they will face prosecution if they don't affirm their children's preferred gender identity. The Change of Suppression Conversion Practices Pro- Prohibition Act 2021 was enacted on February 17, 2022, Um, and bans parents from engaging in any practice that does not encourage gender transition. Mm. So you cannot discourage it if you're a parent. Parents cannot deny their child puberty blockers, hormone treatments, or gender transition surgeries. You can't. This is incredible. Parents also cannot seek out non-affirming counselling for their child in Victoria or anywhere else in Australia. So you can't do it in Victoria, and if you're a Victorian, you can't go anywhere in Australia, mm. for for your child to receive counselling from a non-affirming counsellor, a counsellor that wants to help this child, you know, try and navigate through this dysphoria that they are experiencing because we know, as I shared earlier, between 80 to 85% of children um, grow out of this, yep. you know, and um, they become adults and they no longer want to transition. So That's it was right. a stage that they went through. Just like kids have always gone through stage, adolescents have gone through stage. You know, we know about it, adolescence. It's a, it's a time when your body's changing, your mind is changing, everything is changing. And so if you just let it be, work through it, help these children work through it, um, generally speaking, more times, it sorts itself out. It's interesting. And, um, and this is the issue in Victoria, according to this article. And I'll just read to you. It says, yeah, psychologists in Victoria are terrified of practicing non-affirming psychotherapy for children with gender dysphoria. So parents are coming and they're asking for psychologists to help them, you know, with their child coming to terms. Psychologists can only encourage them. And they can only encourage. So heaps of children are not receiving any attention. They're not receiving any care, no counselling, because psychologists don't want to go anywhere near it because they can be fined or put in jail for up to 10 years. That's scary, isn't it? So, um, so People, if you want to get more yeah. on this, they should um, watch the documentary What is a Woman? Have you seen it? I've seen it. Shell is nodding her head as well, so she's seen it. I haven't. I've just heard about it. And, and um, it talks about all these things. 
Yeah, so it's, it's you know, these are the times where we really need to be praying. And when this when this mother shared with me, you know, her own personal story, I mean, th- this is a woman that I know. She was, you know, a member of one of my churches that I used to have once upon a time. I know this girl mm-hmm. um, who now obviously is not, is, not, is not a young girl. But, I mean, my heart was just broken. You know, I'm putting myself, I've got two girls, you know, one's 25, one's 23 now. I'm putting myself in her shoes if that was if that's where I was, you know, I would want help. I would want genuine help to, to help my child. But these days in Victoria in particular, you cannot receive that help. You can't. It's, I mean, no Scary. one, no one's willing to. So these things tell us that Jesus is indeed coming soon. And wow, have yeah. we, we've almost got to the end of our, of, of our segment here and we're about to begin our Bible study in just a little bit. But folk, we need to be looking up. Jesus is coming soon. And these things tell us that. He is our only hope. Amen. He is our only hope. So give may God me bl- Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Is Malita Fong? Oh, this is what we desperately need right now after that segment. <laughs>
I hope you enjoyed that beautiful song, Give Me Jesus. That is desperately what we need, Charissa, my friend. Absolutely. Boy, oh boy, I'm telling you, we are living in challenging times. You know, our study is on the Great Tribulation, but there are those who are going through uh, tribulation all on of their own. That's right. Right now. That's right. And like some of those stories we shared at the in the, in the last segment. So, folk, we need to be doing a lot of praying, a lot of encouraging one another. Mm-hmm. We need, we need, we need God more than ever. Amen. Especially those who have got children, especially those who have got children, desperately we need a whole heap more of God and His Holy Spirit in our lives. A lot more of prayer. Prayer is the only way. Only way we're going to battle um, with the with the forces of evil that are, you know, relentlessly pounding. Especially our young people. Especially our young people. Can you imagine a time when we've had young people under the pump? from so many different angles from the enemy. There's never been a time like this. We really need to keep our young people in prayer. Oh, a whole heap of prayer and be an example. Be an example, love support. Them, support love. them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, all those things. So parents of teenagers, if you've got teenagers, if you've got grandchildren that are teenagers, um, yeah, our prayers and our thoughts are with you and we're going to be praying together. Unity in prayer. Well, Sharissa, my friend, it's come time for us to take a look at the Word of God as it, as it relates to this incredible chapter, Matthew 24, that That's we've right. been journeying through. We have discovered that Matthew 24 has a lot more to it than might initially meet the eye. Mm, indeed. But uh, that's just the way it is when you study the Bible anywhere, I think. You you stop, you park yourself, and you dig, and you discover that there is gold everywhere. So today we, we're going to continue uh, reflecting on the words of Jesus in Matthew 24, which are significant, particularly on this program, where we like to look at you know current events and how these point us to the soon return of Jesus and why why the coming of Jesus gives us such hope. Mm. But uh, Matthew chapter 24 is a chapter that is addressing the end of time. It is addressing our time today. It is. And uh, it's very fascinating to step through it and just to dig a little deeper as well. So we're talking about, as you said, the Great Tribulation. I guess we should pray before Mm. we go any further. Indeed. Would you pray for us? Sure. Father in heaven, uh, this is an important subject. Once again, they're all important subjects, but this subject has been misunderstood by many, especially in Christian circles, mm-hmm. and we need a clear word from you, from your word. So as we, as we turn to the words of Jesus, as he gives us instructions on this subject in this powerful apocalyptic passage that he shared before his crucifixion. We pray your Holy Spirit will lead and guide us and give us wisdom and understanding as we open your words, open our hearts and our minds. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, maybe just to reorient our listeners, we should go back to the passage at hand and read this section here. It's entitled in my Bible, The Great Tribulation. It's Matthew (coughs) chapter 24. We're reading verses 15 and we could read, where shall we read to? Verse 22 or should we read to verse 26? Let's read, just read the whole thing, just for mm-hmm. the sake of it. Um, maybe if you want to read uh, the first 15 to 22, and I'll read the rest. Okay, so 15 to 22. Mm-hmm. This is what it says. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. 
and let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then if anyone says to you, verses 23 to 28, then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it, for false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Mm. All right. So where do we start? <laughs> There's a clear sequence of events mm -hmm. that there the is. passage is highlighting here. And it's interesting because... You know, it says then, then, mm. then. Mm. So it's, it's indicating to it's us It's all the way order. through Matthew 24. It's true. Thens and therefores and so forth. So there's a sequence yes, there is. to this, and that's kind of important. But I guess, you know, this, uh, this idea of the great tribulation, this is, you mentioned before in your prayer, you know, maybe, or maybe it was your prayer, but we mentioned, you know, it can be a bit of a confusing subject mm, for people. And it's also a very troubling uh, subject mm, for some indeed. people as well. So I hope that as we... Step three, we can give our listeners hope and mm, Hope and assurance and also clarity. Clarity, mm. amen. And uh, so I guess one of the things that is important to notice here is that God, through Scripture, saves his people through tribulation. Mm. There's an idea that's very popular, and maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on it, that at the end of time, this great tribulation that the Christian church is, Christians are raptured away so they don't actually have to experience this great, great tribulation. But is that what the Bible teaches? No, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible does not teach that God will uh, take his people out of the world before the tribulation. But the Bible teaches that God will be with his people through the tribulation, as has always been the case all the way down through history. Now, the teaching that has become very popular in Christian circles is that just uh, before Jesus comes, or before the tribulation, I should say, before the tribulation, this secret rapture will take place. The Bible doesn't say anything about a secret rapture. The Bible does talk about the rapture, which simply means, you know, the, the coming of Christ and the taking up of, of the saints, those who are dead in Christ as well as those who are alive. They will be taken up into heaven, you know, the parousia, the, the coming of the Lord. Um, the Bible does talk about that, but there's nothing secretive mm -hmm. about the coming of Jesus. We've talked about that in the past. The Bible's very clear. Every eye shall see him. He will come, you know, with the sound of the trumpet. The dead in Christ will rise first. Um, you know, like lightning from east to west here in Matthew 24. So there's nothing secretive. This... This idea comes from Daniel chapter 9. In Daniel chapter 9, we have a 70-week prophecy. And at the end of the 69th week, um, we have the advent of the Messiah. Mm -hmm. But many Christians today have been taught and believe that that character at the end of the 69th week or at the beginning of the 70th week is not 
is not Jesus Christ, but it's the Antichrist that arises. Mm. And so there's going to be a seven-year tribulation. Those last seven years in the 70-week prophecy, you know, each day represents a year in Bible prophecy, those last seven days or that last seven years is the Great Tribulation. And before that takes place, they say that the secret rapture will take place. But that, that prophecy in Daniel chapter 9 has nothing at all to do with the Antichrist. It has everything to do with, with Jesus, Jesus Christ. One of the most Christ-centered chapters. That's right. Of, because it says that Christ would begin his ministry at the beginning of the 69th, at the beginning of the 70th week, uh-huh. which was in 27 AD, that he would be crucified. Cut he, off in the middle of He would be cut week. off in the middle of that week, which happened week three and a half years later, yep. exactly in 31 AD, in the, in, the, in the spring of 31 AD there in Israel. And that three and a half years later, the gospel will go to all the world. Uh-huh. Um, and that would sort of be the end of the time for, you know, for the Jews as God's chosen ambassadors, that 70-week period. And so nothing at all to do with um, you know, the tribulation at all, nothing at all. To do with that, so unfortunately, many have been, um, I guess, deceived to thinking that there's seven years. That's right, and then, and then there's a second chance. And so, what many believe is that okay, if you miss out on on on, on the rapture. first trip, yeah, if you miss out on the rapture, you miss out on the first train. There's a second train coming through at the end of the seven years. Yes, you're going to have to go through the tribulation because you were not prepared the first time you were not ready but at the end of the seven years tribulation that you will have a part in converting the rest of the world and when jesus comes in all his glory you will be ready to be taken up and to be saved that's so it's a second chance and if that's not a real thing that's yeah like you said it's deadly Deadly. it's poisonous it is that's really dangerous very dangerous Uh, you wouldn't want to put off being ready for jesus coming if you thought you had a second chance the first time that comes straight out of the devil's toolkit yeah so all right well that makes a lot of sense um there is no bible prophecy anyway where you can read it all you know as being how it is you know jesus comes in 27 ad and then you can't kick the last seven years of that prophecy down to the end of time you can't can't, do that it's impossible to do that this bible prophecy does not work like that no and it's also interesting there's a number of bible passages about tribulation Mm. that are really um Really kind of encouraging and beautiful too. Um, this is Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. It says, Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of tribulation right there. It is. James 1, 2, and 3 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And uh, 2 Corinthians 6, 4, But in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience and tribulations. Mm. So, yeah, I I think God, the Bible teaches us that God is with us in tribulation. Indeed. And if I could just add one other scripture to that, uh, I looked up that word tribulation. It appears in eight different forms um, in the original. And this exact word that we have here in Matthew 24, this exact word for tribulation appears in John 16, verse 33. And I'll read firstly verse 32 in John 16, 32. Jesus here, on the eve of his crucifixion, shares with his disciples in the upper room, Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. He goes on, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So Jesus says, in me you will have peace. 
I will get you through the tribulation. But in the world, you will have tribulation. That's the same word. Very clear. And um, so Christ takes us through the tribulation. He doesn't pull us out of it. He doesn't deliver us from it. But he delivers us through it. Like you got Daniel's three friends. They were delivered through the tribulation of the fiery furnace. Daniel was delivered through the lion's den. Noah was delivered through the flood being safe in the ark. Um, the children of Israel were delivered through the Red Sea. Amen. You know, um, the ten plagues were falling upon Egypt. God the preserved, his, God preserved people his people from those plagues. seven last plagues of the ten yeah. um, that did not fall on, on the land of Goshen That's right. where the children of Israel lived. And so God has always been with his people. He has always delivered them through the tribulation, and that is what's going to happen at the end of time. You know, God's people will not be miraculously whisked away, raptured away so they will not experience the tribulation. Yes, they will experience the tribulation, but God will be with them and he will see them through and he will faithfully deliver them. And that's what we have all the way through Scripture, and especially Daniel Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, where it talks about this time of trouble. Do you want to read that verse Yeah, Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1. It says, And at that time Michael shall stand up, the great prince, who stands watch over your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as the world has never seen even unto that time. And everyone who is found written in the book shall be delivered. So that that passage right there sounds like it's following the same sequence of events that we read it Jesus is. talking about here in Matthew 24, which is, is really interesting. It is, it is. Yes, yeah, so um, so all the way through Scripture, you have God delivering His people. Yeah, Amen. that same sequence we find in Daniel eleven and Daniel chapter twelve and verse one, and we may get to that as we go along. But, folk, we've just begun. This is an introduction to our Bible study uh, this afternoon on the Great Tribulation. We'll have the code word coming up very, very soon. So stay tuned. In the meantime, listen to this beautiful song from the Remnant on the Tradition. In the Holy Bible it tells of a day When the beast will rule among us And many shall fall away Famine, war and desolation Nation rising against nation Trouble everywhere you turn Cause in the time of Noah In the days before the flood The love of many will wax cold And streets will run with blood Rape and murder, grief and sorrow Just like Sodom and Gomorrah This world's gonna burn I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about The end times are upon us And of that there is no doubt Get your mind out of the world Take your Bible off the shelf Read the book of Revelation for yourself When that flaming star comes down Tribulation When the seven seals are broken And the seven vows are open And seven trumpets sound As quick as lightning flashes east to west 
across the sky God's faithful ones will all be changed in the twinkling of an eye Many recall the few were chosen Brother, don't let your heart be frozen Don't you want to go? This world will be in bondage under Satan's evil power The Antichrist will rule until that final glorious hour When pain and sorrow disappears God will wipe away all tears Joy forevermore I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about The end times are upon us And of that there is no doubt Get your mind out of the world Take your Bible off the shelf Read the book of Revelation for yourself Drawing near Tribulation When that flaming star comes down Tribulation When the seven seals are broken And the seven vows are open And seven trumpets the remnant and tradition and now it's time for the code word tribulation time is drawing near tribulation that's not a clue I don't know what it is that's a clue Sharissa that shell has so kindly put out there so the code word is Sharissa based on that little jingle Tribulation. <laughs> Tribulation. Uh, tribulation's the code. But could you play that again, Shell? That was... Tribulation. Time is drawing near. Tribulation. All right. All right, folks. So uh, you need to text in the word tribulation to what number, Sharissa? Zero four triple eight one seven six two four. And there's only four prizes of this CD available. Mm-hmm. Alita Fong music CDs, there's only four available here. So this is a limited time edition. Oh, look, we're getting all ready. There's only three now because I've already taken one. <laughs> there's two left. <laughs> there's only two left, folks. So two, the next two people, and that is it. Yep. Marlita's 
Alita Fong music, oh, some boy, beautiful oh CDs. This is music for the soul. Music, music for to get the you soul. through tribulation. Oh <laughs> yes, this is tribulation music if ever there was. Amen. Listening to me <laughs> sing would be the tribulation in overdrive. Listening to Marlita would ease the tribulation. That's it. So anyway, all right, my friend. Well, yeah, phone in. What's that number again? Zero four triple eight one seven six two four. There's only two CDs left now. We we just we've just had two winners. Two winners already. So there's only two left. Oh, there's another winner. Another, one left. They're one going left. like hotcakes. They're like hotcakes. <laughs> like hotcakes. Next week we'll have one of my CDs. <laughs> that might be the tribulation. <laughs> it's called the tribulation has come. <laughs> It'll be like be, listen, I'd love to hear your CD. Listening to the tribulation. That, that's what I'm going to call my CD. <laughs> All right. Sharissa, my dear friend, um, let's take a look at some of the sequence of events um, in the Synoptic Gospels when it comes to where the tribulation fits in the context of where we are today and where things are heading because it's really fascinating. The Bible is very clear on this, and this mm-hmm. is going to give us some understanding and also, I hope and pray, some clarity yep. because there's a lot of confusion on this subject as yes. well, like you shared earlier, some hope and assurance. Yes. All right. So I guess we can see this sequence pretty clearly in Mm. in Matthew 24 itself. But as you mentioned in the Synoptic Gospels, which are Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Mark, and Luke, Luke, uh, they share the same sequence and sometimes adding in little details along Mm. the way that help us. So the first thing that is talked about in in Jesus' timeline of end-time events is social unrest and turmoil in the world, wars, pandemics, uh, famines, earthquakes, and he calls these things the beginning of sorrows. Yeah, or the beginning of labor pains. You're going to find out all about that in a little bit. Yeah, Um, And so so what we are seeing right now, Sharissa, just to help people understand what verse 8 is talking about, and it's actually before verse 8, you know, you're looking at Matthew 24 from verse 4 all the way through to verse 8. This is the time that we're living in where we have this explosion in in um, more and more um, natural disasters and there's wars and rumours of wars and so on and so forth, um, pandemics and, and a whole bunch of things. So we've got this escalation, like those labour pains, they're intensifying in frequency and intensity. And so this will ultimately... This will ultimately lead to something, which is where verse 9 goes. That's right. And uh, in verse 9, we find in Matthew 24 that God's people are going to be blamed for all the things that are going wrong in the world, mm-hmm. um, in the natural world and in society. And so that, that's going to be a very interesting, <laughs> a major shift when, when the attention and hatred and disdain of the world is focused on God's people. This is interesting because um, this reminds us of the story of Elijah. Mm. You know, when there was a horrible drought. <laughs> Excuse me, that's the Malenkov. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> when, there's a, when there was a horrible drought um, in Israel because King Ahab, who'd married, married Queen Jezebel, you know, they were worshipping Baal and Ashtoreth, even sacrificing children. Um, their own children, and so there was idolatry on on an incredible scale. And so when when Elijah meets Ahab, you know, after three and a half years of drought, there's nothing to eat. You know, um, it's a horrible drought such as Israel had never experienced before. And he says, "Are you the one who has troubled Israel?" Mm. Like King Ahab was trying to pin the troubles they were they were in, his nation were in, on Elijah, the prophet of God. And um, and no, Elijah says no. 
I have not troubled Israel, but you have troubled Israel, for you have forsaken the commandments of God. So the commandments of God are very much central also at the end of time, as we know from Revelation 14, 12, That's right. Revelation 12, 17. So God's people who are faithful to his law of love, to his covenant, are, are, are blamed for the convulsions that are gripping this world, mm-hmm. this world being turned upside down. So they're, they're the scapegoat. They're, yeah. they're the ones that the blame is being pinned on. Fascinating. And, uh, you know, it's interesting too. I, th- I believe the name Job means hated. Mm. And Jesus says, you will be hated by all nations mm. for my name's sake. And Job went through a time of trouble of his own, didn't he? It was a pretty great time of trouble. And all of the th- he lost everything in pretty much one day. It's like one thing after the other was taken from him. Yeah. Um, you go ahead. Yeah, Karen, go ahead. No, I'm just saying in verse 9, it uses that word tribulation. It says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation ah, and okay. even kill you. So so God's people is will it? be persecuted. They will experience tribulation. And this is before the great tribulation. This is before the great tribulation. So there's yeah. two tribulations. There is, yes. There's two tribulations. And there's so been this many is, before that. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So, um, yeah, so there are two tribulations at the end of time. There is a, like a little time of trouble, we could yes. call it, yes. and a big time of trouble or a great time of trouble. Okay. So, yeah, one will lead to the other. And there's been great times of trouble throughout history as there well. Have been. There have been. Um, think about the times of trouble that Christians experienced during the Dark Ages That's for right. their faith. That's right. And that was a very long time of trouble, wasn't it? That's right. And also we could we, we could even go back to 70 AD. Yeah. There were two times of trouble there because when the, when the Romans first encircled Jerusalem, the Christians were inside, mm-hmm. okay, and they experienced the early time of trouble. Or that little time of trouble, but when the when the Romans, you know, moved away and they saw that as the sign to flee Jerusalem in seventy A.D. before the Romans came back the second time under Titus, they did not experience the the big time of trouble. God had delivered them through that, but there was a big time of trouble then upon the citizens of Jerusalem. In the same way, at the end of time there will be a little time of trouble that God's people will experience in a major way, but God will protect and preserve his people during the big time of trouble, which will take place at the end of, at the close of probation, which we're going to get to as we take a look at this sequence. Sure. So there's the beginning of birth pains, all these, the world in upheaval, then the blame for the upheaval mm-hmm. in the world is shifted to God's people, according to Matthew 24. And then... It seems that there's going to be like a, a shaking, I mm-hmm. guess, because shaking, uh, yes. people will turn on their own loved ones. That's right. Uh, people will apostatize and decide, you know what? I want to be safe with the crowd mm. instead of safe with Christ. Yeah. Well, we've got to remember this is in the context of Revelation 13 where you will not be able to buy and sell. Mm. So there's going to be enormous pressure placed upon uh, you know, going with uh, the flow going with that which is mandated um, around the world. And yeah. so if you don't, you won't be able to buy and sell. And so this is going to create you know, incredible tension and pressure and people will succumb. Mm-hmm. Um, a, little, a little of what, like, what happened with the pandemic, very, very similar with what happened with the pandemic. There were those that willingly um, received the vaccine yes, and there were those that unwillingly receive the vaccine in order to keep their jobs in particular, you know, to pay for the mortgage and so on and so forth. So they didn't want to, 
but they felt they had to, otherwise, you know, they would lose their jobs. It was like a, a dress jobs. rehearsal for the Mark of the Beast crisis, which I still get questions today. Is the vaccine the Mark of the Beast? No, it's and not. I tell them, no. no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. But, and, uh, um, but it, certainly, it certainly had um, all the elements yeah. of what's going to happen at the end of time because it's interesting. It proves that the Bible is not being far-fetched. No, 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 no. It's not being far-fetched. And, yeah, it was a dry run. Um, for, for what's coming because it's interesting that the, the Mark of the Beast crisis involves three distinct um, phases uh, or three distri- di- di- in a distinct ways. You've got, you've got uh, the seal of God in the forehead mm-hmm. and you've got the Mark of the Beast which happens in the forehead or in the hand. Okay, so we've got three here. So just like those who you know, willingly partook of, of the vaccine and you've got those who did not want to, but did, and then you've got those who did not under no circumstances. So you had three groups, mm. as you will, at the end of time. So it's very, very interesting, the parallels. It is. And, you know, at that time when, when the hatred of the world is, att- is attracted and, and focused on God's people, Jesus tells us in Mark's gospel that the Holy Spirit will be helping those who have to give witness to their faith before councils, before courts, and kings and mm, the rulers right. of this world, the Holy Spirit will teach us what we should say. Which is another reason why we should really fill our minds with God's word. Because you know, God can bring back the promises of his word and his truth to us through mm. the power of the Holy Spirit. He's able to do that. Amen. And God's promises are only as strong as who makes Amen. them. And Amen. He makes promise strong. Very true, very true. All right, so not only that, but then the Bible tells us that in Matthew chapter 24 that false prophets will rise, lawlessness will increase, and the love of many will grow cold. Mm, that's verses 11 and 12. It feels like 24. we're seeing that today. We certainly are. And, um, yeah, that word lawlessness is in connection with God's law. Yeah. It's exactly that same word that is used um, for you know those who... Those who refuse uh, to to live in harmony with God's law of love, which is the you know the the template for how to live in a happy and a prosperous society. Yes, and the 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 mention of false prophets here is mm-hmm. an indication to us that we can expect. I mean, a false prophet is obviously going to have some semblance of being a true prophet because no one walks around being a false prophet if like they they don't wear a sign that says I'm a false prophet right. they come across as a true prophet so That's we can right. expect that deception even within the especially within the Christian world I should say uh, will be very much a thing well this is the context the context is within the the Christian church within Christian circles this will take place yeah but Jesus counsels us and says, he who endures until the end will be saved. So mm-hmm. in spite of all that happens, keep holding on. Keep looking up to mm-hmm. me because uh, I will carry you through. It's interesting because that word, we've mentioned it before, but in Revelation fourteen twelve, it speaks of here is the patience of the saints. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that same word, very similar word from the same family. Um, you know, the patience of the saints at the end of time. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. That's Revelation fourteen twelve. So, yeah, God's people will, will have endurance and they'll show patience. They'll keep their faith, keep their faith in Christ, keep mm-hmm. looking up to him. And because they do that, the gospel is going to be preached to the whole world. Amen. Amen. And uh, what is that gospel? The gospel is the good news that God so loved the world that he doesn't want anyone to perish but all to repent and be saved. Mm-hmm. And the gospel in the end time context is Revelation 14, 6 to 12. It's the everlasting gospel. So this needs to be shared 
to the entire planet and that will bring about a division. Mm-hmm. It's interesting then after the gospel goes to the entire planet and it causes a separation, those who receive the gospel and those who don't, mm-hmm. uh, it talks about in Matthew 24 this abomination of desolation that brings about that division. Mm-hmm. So it, this abomination that causes desolation, I guess, um, and those who give heed to the signs and wonders uh, that is performed in order to deceive, they uh, ignore this as a warning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to add to that? Well, I think then after that you have, you know, you you have some of these signs that are associated with, with the end of time. You have fleeing from the large cities um, into the small towns as what happened in 70 AD. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the sun and the moon and the stars and the so forth falling uh, before Jesus comes, you, you you have that in two phases. You have that one marking the time of the end, the beginning of the time of the end, and another one at the end of time. Yes. And then you've got the sign of the Son of Man coming in heaven, and then you've got the second coming of Jesus. And that's that's the sequence that we find there in Matthew 24. Straight out of the Bible. Yeah, it's straight. Straight from the mouth of Christ. It is. It is. And when you just follow it through, it's very, very clear that, that God will see his people all the way through. Yes, it's going to be challenging. It's not going to be a picnic in the park. It's going to be challenging. But God will see his people through um, that final crisis as they make a stand for him, rain, hail, or shine. They put their faith and trust in him. And when all earthly support is taken away from him, they hold on to Jesus. Keep praying on. They keep praying and they keep looking up because they know their redemption is drawing ever near. And so that's what we're going to be listening to right now, Faith. Pray On by Malita Fong. Listen to this beautiful song. The army of Judah was paralyzed by fear When they heard a mighty multitude was quicker drawing near But as they prayed for deliverance, the victory would begin For when we call upon the Lord, we
to Faith FM, positively different radio. You look stressed. I am. The cost of living these days is making it so hard to get ahead. It sure is. Did you know you could really cut your weekly food costs down by visiting the Hamilton Food Pantry? There are two options, actually. Every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m., there's a way to get low-cost groceries at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church in a shop-style setting. And then on Fridays from 10 to 11, there's free fruit, veg and bread and $5 hampers at the Hamilton South Community Hall, 29 Fowler Street, Hamilton. Oh, wow. That would be such a help. I'm going to head there this week. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Faith looks up, sorry looks back, worry looks around. Well, folk, we're in the last little bit here in our last section of the Looking Up show for this Wednesday afternoon, which has whizzed by so quickly. Once again, Sharissa, it's been a, a study that has had a lot in it, and, and we've only been able to scratch the surface, really. We have, and it's been great to see all our free offers gone. Yeah, they went like hotcakes. They did. So next week when um, we give away my my original initial CD called The Tribulation with Danny, we'll see how many <laughs> we'll see how many Shell can give away next week. We may have to pay people to to to, to call in. <laughs> but anyway, um, folk, uh, we um, we we're taking a look at the tribulation, and uh, I, I really want to just zero in to this text before we move into the book of Psalms, which has a wonderful chapter there to give us encouragement and hope um, as we prepare for this time. Some of us may live through this time, Sharissa. Yeah. Um, the way things are going in the world, things are, are moving very rapidly, and we know that those final movements will be rapid ones. So we need to prepare ourselves with the word of the Lord and with the Holy Spirit and through prayer. But it's interesting that Jesus said, that the tribulation will be shortened. In Matthew 24, 21, Jesus, sorry, Matthew 24, verse 22, Jesus said, and unless those days were shortened, speaking of the great tribulation, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. So God will shorten um, the time of that great tribulation. And the great tribulation is in connection with the uh, seven last plagues. That you find in Revelation 16. Oh, we'd love which to is, talk through those. Yeah, too. which is when the close of probation takes place. That's right. And only those 
who have received the mark of the beast will experience the seven last plagues, whereas God's people will be saved through those seven last plagues. They will not come upon them. And we're going to look at that in Psalm 91. And so it's interesting because the, the tribulation of the Dark Ages was cut short by the Reformation. Mm. It didn't It didn't last that entire 1260-year period. Praise God for uh, that. Praise mm. the Lord. So the Reformation sort of cut that uh, short in, in a large degree. And so the end-time tribulation, that great tribulation, will also be cut short for the sake of the elect. And that's in reference to God's end-time people, those who are faithful to, to God, those who receive the seal of God, those who um, are willing to trust in Jesus who have no earthly support because they cannot buy and sell, but they put their trust and faith in Jesus and he sees them through. Amen. You know, there's some wonderful promises that God makes in his word. And uh, we're going to go to Psalm 91, like you said, and just one of them. God says in Isaiah 33, 16, that his water will be sure. Mm. So God will provide for his people when they have to flee large cities and small ones and they're taking refuge in, in, in the hills and in the wilderness. God will take care of his yeah. people, just like he took care of Elijah yeah. when he fed him with raven, and just like, ravens brought bread. And just like God took care of his son, Amen. Jesus said, nobody will be with me. You know, you'll all leave me, you'll all forsake me, but the Father is with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I have peace in the Father. And you too can be of good cheer because the Father will be with you. The Holy Spirit will be with you. He's promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. The Holy Spirit is with us always to the end of time. That's right. And that's the presence of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead who represents Christ. Christ is with us through his advocate, the Holy Spirit, till the end of time. Amen. Well, let's read Psalm 91 and maybe we can take our time and just... um you know, enjoy mm. this beautiful song. It is. It's a beautiful So do you want to read the first two verses? Sure. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Amen. So in the day of tribulation, in the time of great trouble, we will find a refuge mm. in His presence in the secret place mm. the most high and i guess that's an encouragement to us today to be spending time in secret with jesus every day amen even now frequenting amen. that secret place of devotion and prayer um connecting with him because now's the time to prepare amen. you know you don't want to leave your run till when the tribulation begins um now's the time to prepare because when the tribulation begins, if we haven't prepared up until then, it's going to be very challenging or it's almost impossible. <laughs> it's going to be too late. That's a bit like um, the, the wise man who builds his house on the rock mm-hmm. and the foolish man builds his house mm-hmm. on the sand. And when the storm mm-hmm. hits, it's too late to it's change foundation. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. So now's the time. Yeah. While the sun is shining and while we have time to prepare. Absolutely. I'll read the next couple of verses. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Wow. So this is describing uh, a world in upheaval. It is. Um, It's it's describing terror. 
as it's describing arrows that are flying by day, which that, could look like which, which is war, <laughs> which is war. Yeah. You know, I mean, they didn't have they didn't have missiles and bullets and so forth in the days of David when he was writing this three thousand years ago. But that's what it's speaking of. It's speaking of war. Mm-hmm. Um, it's speaking of unrest. And it's also talking about pestilence, and we're well familiar with pestilence, Sharissa, yes, we the last are. couple of years in particular, and that's been sadly the situation ever since the beginning of time. Since sin entered the world, we have had disease and pandemics and pestilence that have plagued our world. But we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be afraid because, once again, it uses that same language um, that we read of in verse 1, you know, um, the Most High shall abide, you know, he who dwells in the secret of the place, the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And here it says, and, you know, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. It's a beautiful picture of of a mother hen mm. protecting her little chicks under her wings. Mm. You know, And Jesus used this metaphor, didn't he? He did. You know, in Matthew 23, he said, you know, how often I wanted to gather you like a mother hen gathers her little chicks, but sadly he said, but you were not willing. Mm. And then he says, your house is left to you desolate. Um, Jesus wants to gather us under the shadow of his wings. It's very close. You know? But if if we're willing, yeah. we need to be willing to go under those wings. He won't force mm. us, but we need to be willing. Amen. Uh, do you want to read the next two verses? Sure. We're up to verse 7, aren't we? Yes. Okay, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Wow. Mm. Tells you that at the end of time, you're going to be one in 10,000 if you're on the Lord's side. Mm. Well, <laughs> one yes. in a thousand, one in 10,000. Mm. So it might look like you're a minority, but with Christ, with God, you're always a majority. Mm, this reminds me of a book that I've read. Um, I'd highly recommend oh, yeah, the book. I know the one. You know, A Thousand Shall Fall. Yeah. A Thousand Shall Fall. And it's the story of Franz Hazel, who was a Seventh-day Adventist, um, who was drafted into the German army during World War Two. Mm-hmm. He threw away his, his gun and instead, you know, he had a, a wooden pistol <laughs> um, that he put in his holster. And he was a bridge builder. He was an engineer. He was right there on the front lines. Out of his battalion of over a thousand men, there were only about six or seven or eight that survived, that came back home alive as they made their way into Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the war ended, they had to come back, and only about yeah less than ten of those one thousand survived. And there was only about two or three that were not injured. Wow. That came back, and he was one of them. Wow. And so he wrote the book, A Thousand Shall Fall. Yeah. And um, so he saw death all around him, um, but the bullets just never came his way, and, um, and he made it home alive. He was a faithful Seventh-day Adventist Christian who put God first, put his faith and trust in Jesus, relied on him, not on his own strength or on his own, witness, or on his own wisdom. He was a powerful witness for Jesus Christ. Amen. I'll read the next little mm. section. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Mm, It's interesting here. It speaks of 
Um, no, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near you, mm. near your dwelling. He's talking about the plagues. Yeah. Um, so we know that God's people who are sealed, according to the book of Revelation, will not receive the seven last plagues. They will not be touched by the seven last plagues. Their bread That's and their right. water will be sure. Mm-hmm. They will be protected. There will be martyrs before the close of probation, but there will not be any martyrs after the close of probation. They will be completely protected by God. Yes, they'll be in solitary places. Yes, they will be in anguish. They'll be pleading and crying out to God. Um, you know, the enemy, Satan, will seek to tempt them that they are not right with the Lord, that there is still sin to be found on them, that, that they won't be saved, that they're not saved, but they cling to God. They put their faith and trust in him, and he provides everything they need. And I can just see manna you know, being provided once again as God did for the children of Israel in the wilderness at this time when God's people will be in the mountains, when they'll be in those solitary places and they'll be protected by God. And angels, I believe, will be ministering to them as angels ministered to to God's people in past times and in, in, in including Christ mm-hmm. um, in his ministry. Amen. And it's interesting too, like just a reminder here that God protects his people from the plagues because they have made the Most High their dwelling place, mm. where they stay, a place where they stay. They're abiding in Him. Mm. They're abiding in His presence. And again, this is something we can begin today. Mm. If we Amen. haven't already, we can begin today spending time with the Lord. It's interesting that Satan quoted from yeah, this passage. That's okay. you know, you know, he knows he, this psalm. He knows this psalm <laughs> full well, and he knows what a, what a word of encouragement. You know, there are many that have memorized Psalm 91. Yeah. There are many who have encouraged their children to memorize it. And I know school teachers that have invited yeah. the kids. I know kids. the same school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a school teacher that I know very well, Celia Moncrief. She's part of my church, and she invites her kids to memorize Psalm 91. So, yeah, it's a wonderful psalm to memorize and keep close to our hearts and our minds. Amen. Do you want to read the last part? Sure, from verse 14 um, to the end. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And I love this last verse. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And I say hallelujah and amen. Amen. It's very fascinating that here in the last part of the passage, the voice changes and it is now God speaking. Mm, because he has set his love upon me, God says, therefore I will deliver him. I will. And I love when God says, I will in scripture. I will. I will. I will. You know that when God says, I will, he will. <laughs> mm, what a beautiful psalm. It takes us all the way from, from that time when we need to be abiding under the shadow of, all, of the Almighty during the time of the little time of trouble or the small tribulation. Yes. All the way through to the great tribulation and to the second coming of Jesus when we will have that long life and be satisfied in his presence. The second coming. It culminates with the second coming looking up. Oh. This is a looking up psalm, Sharissa. We just discovered it. <laughs> <laughs> How exciting. How wonderful. So this is God's promise to us. He is a God who leads us through 
Through the tribulation. Through it all, he will bring us. And uh, that is such an encouragement. So whatever you may be going through as, a, as our listeners today, uh, you may be going through a time of trouble all on your own mm. right now. Know that God wants to carry you and amen. that he will be with you through the trial. Amen and amen. Well, folk, it's time for us to wrap up. But before we do, sit back and listen to Because He Have Set His Love. Because He has set His love upon me, therefore will I deliver Him. I will set Him on high, because He hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Satisfy him and show him my salvation because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, will I deliver him? I will set him on high because he has known. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Because he has set his love upon me. was Ron and Patty Valiant because he has set his love upon me. What a beautiful song. Amen. Beautiful song. Well, folk, we are definitely now in the home stretch. Um, once again, the time has flown by, Sharissa. Thank you for leading us through this Bible study. I oh, know. Thank you. It was a joint effort. Yes. Um, <laughs> you, you were able to, to, to bring it home in a beautiful way through Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is just really a beautiful psalm on this subject. It encapsulates the entirety of, of not only what's going to take place, but how we can have confidence that God will be with us. Amen. He will see us through. He has promised. He will see us through. Amen. Well, folk, it's come 
uh, that time when we need to sign off. Uh, but before we sign off um, today, I do want to invite you to join Pastor Peter Watts. Do you guys ah. remember Pastor Peter Watts? He is coming <laughs> all the way back to this part of the world, shall we say? He's coming to Nelson Bay. He's been overseas and he's coming yeah. back to... <laughs> yeah, well, he has been overseas uh, across the little ditch yeah. um, to the state of Tasmania where he lives. But he's doing a series in Nelson Bay. So that's Nelson Bay. It's called Secrets in the Sand. And he's going to be taking a look at, you know, archaeology and history and Bible prophecy and how that interconnects with where we are today, where things are heading, and how we can have hope. You know, he's a great presenter. I'll, I'll be there Saturday afternoon. It begins this Saturday afternoon, and it begins at 4 o'clock. It's at the Tomary Library and Community Centre, which oh, wow. is seven community closed Salamander Bay. Sounds um, They're near Nelson Bay, in that Nelson Bay area. If you're interested and you want to book your seat, here's the number, one three hundred. Double five six seven three one. That's one three hundred double five six seven three one. Or you could go online, secretsinthesand.com.au. That's secretsinthesand.com.au. And it begins this Saturday afternoon, which is Saturday, the 17th of September at four o'clock. There are two sessions. There are refreshments uh, provided and there'll be some other uh, materials that will be made available. And this Saturday afternoon, the study uh, or, or what he's going to be lecturing on is Egypt, land of the pyramids, as well as temples, tombs, and treasures. Oh, oh I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. So, folk, if you want to hear Peter Watts this Saturday afternoon, and he'll be here for about two weeks. It oh, begins fantastic. this Saturday and um, it goes Sunday. You can go online and you can get all the details. Sounds good. All right. Time for, for, time for us to pray. Amen. How would you like to close in prayer, Sharissa? Let's, let's do it. Our loving Father in heaven, we just praise you and thank you that you are a God who loves us and that you come close to us. You carry us through our difficult moments and you have promised that you will carry us even through the great tribulations that we encounter in the future. Lord, as we keep our eyes on you, we pray that you would help us, our listeners, to keep looking mm, to Jesus. Amen. May we make it a daily habit to abide in Christ, to spend time in your word, to spend time in prayer so that we can have that connection, that that relationship, that friendship that you desire to have with us and we can we can call you our God. So Lord, bless our listeners. May you lead us and guide us as we continue to study your word. And we pray this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen and amen and dumb folk. I also want to reiterate what Sharissa just prayed. Keep looking to Jesus. Keep looking up. We call it the looking up show because Jesus said, when you see all these things come to pass, Luke 21, 28, look up because your redemption, your deliverance is drawing near. Amen. And so the great deliverer is on his way. I can almost hear the trumpet. <laughs> I can almost, I think they are practicing their trumpets. They're in the heavenly courts above. They're practicing for the great occasion. So, folk, keep looking up. Stay close to Jesus. Spend time in his word. Spend time on your knees. And you'll be ready when Jesus comes and many others besides. Just a reminder that the afternoon show will be following from South Australia immediately following this program. But in the meantime, folk, remember, fear looks around. Regret looks back. But faith always keeps looking up. Keep looking up. Until next time. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up, 
when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up. Should the tears begin to start, with a prayer, all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for. 